BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 80 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I am your host, Jack Rico, and today we're going to be talking about blockchain. For those of you who might have heard of it, but maybe haven't necessarily done enough research on it, I have Oscar Garcia on the show today. He is the CEO of Oolala, a technology platform company that uses blockchain technology. Him and I will discuss who should use blockchain, why they should use it, and how he believes his blockchain company Oolala can elevate Latinos in this country to a middle-class economy. Father's Day is coming up, so skip the shirts or those new socks you were thinking of buying and buy your dad Saks underwear. Saks is underwear reinvented. It's so comfortable, so supportive. There's really nothing else like it. Saks underwear took something we all need and made it better. I mean, seriously, these are the best underwear I've ever tried. Their ballpark pouch is a game changer. It's designed with our anatomy in mind. It lets you move around comfortably no matter what you're doing. There is no friction and no chafing. Saks has a large selection of styles, including training shorts. You can find the perfect pair for everyday wear, working out, traveling, and it's all backed up by their 100% comfort guarantee. There's still time to get Saks underwear for Father's Day, so order a few pairs now and take advantage of this great limited-time deal I've worked out. Shop from anywhere on their site and get $5 off plus free shipping on your first purchase. But to get this great offer, you need to use my promo code HIGHLYRELEVANT at checkout. Go now to SaxUnderwear.com, that's Sax with two X's, and use the promo code HIGHLYRELEVANT at checkout. Remember, SaxUnderwear.com, promo code HIGHLYRELEVANT. Okay, imagine making a financial transaction with another person, but without needing a bank to do it for you. Imagine doing it directly with whomever you want, whenever you want. That is what blockchain is. It's a new way of doing transactions, but cutting out the companies who profit from being the middlemen between your transactions. This is a new option for people who don't have the proper credit or documentation to pass money or assets from one place to another. Oscar Garcia, CEO of Ulala, believes that the United States can see an extra six trillion dollars if Latinos sign up for it. We pick up the conversation on why Latinos should be on blockchain. So Oscar, 
why do we have to do this? I mean, you know, the the problem with Latinos, and I'm sure you, you, you more than anybody knows this, is that we're very comfortable in, 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 in what we first learned. We don't like to change things, especially when it's electronic. I remember my mom being very careful. It's like, oh, don't do all that uh, technology stuff. You know, they're scamming you. Somehow they're going to take your money. There's this paranoia that kicks in. So how, do we, how, how have you tried to make this comfortable for the Hispanic community to embrace it and not feel like they're scared, like their money might somehow be stolen from them. How do you educate them that this is fine? Well, I, I think the first and, and foremost thing that we, we address is that their money is already being stolen from them. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo overdrafts them $35 every time they have an overdraft fee, not just once, but twice. And they make over $7 billion was the number I read. Uh, just on overdraft fees. Second, they can't trust banks right now. And this is where Latinos, you know, actually have this stigma as well. You can't trust the big guys because they're out there to, to, uh, I don't want to say the word that my mom usually uses, but, uh, <laughs> not, not to do good to you, right? So you have the stigma of big banks are there to rip you off and disrespect you. You have, I rather go into, and think about this. Latinos would rather stand in line in a check cashing place and get their checks cashed by in a small building that looks very um, suspicious, not safe, right? Suspicious for lack of a better word, compared to a huge bank that looks safe. Why do they do that? Because they want transparency. They want anonymity, right? They don't want to be. Uh, log of what they're doing. They believe that Big Brother is always watching them if they're going into a big bank. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying is this. Latinos completely bypassed the laptop and went straight into a digital platform called mobile. Right. So maybe that was true on the laptop where they didn't trust the laptop, but at a 70% penetration on mobile, they're, they're now one of the biggest demographics, if not the biggest demographic that, that embraces social media apps, that embraces mobile apps. Uh, so we are looking at, at, at penetration there. Now, all we're doing is this. Latinos in general love going into uh, places that get to build them uh, credit scores. And in this case over here in Los Angeles, we have a store called Curacao. These are in-store <laughs> credit facilities, right? So the problem with those in-store credit facilities, the Latinos go there and they know they're going to pay 10 times more for the same item. But why do we do it? Because, because of the anonymity. get a credit line. Well, not only anonymity, but they actually can get a credit line. Well, it's just like buying a car, right? Off. There's some car right. dealerships that tell you, hey, you don't need a credit line. You know, we'll give you the car anyway, but the interest rates are going to be so sky high. But Correct. at the end of the day, you just care about the car. You'll take care of the expenses later. Correct. But they're also building that credit. Someone's trusting them to finance them so they can go out there and get other items that they want financed in the future, right? Right. So when you really look at that, all we're doing is taking that in-store credit mentality and saying, hey, do what you're doing anyway. Just do it on this app. And by the way, the way we're growth hacking this is we're going to insurance houses, tax preparers, right? Immigration facilities, where, where for instance, on just the insurance house alone, Latinos are getting insurance. There's no doubt about it. Over here in Los Angeles, we have a place called Veronica's Insurance. It's one of the largest. We have freeway insurance, Adriana's insurance, a lot of different ones. 
But Veronica's insurance, for instance, they, they let us see their onboarding process. They said if someone pays cash, they pay $20 more than someone that paid with a debit card. So what we're doing there is that uh, Veronica's insurance can help us load a customer into our app in under two minutes, take their money, load it into the app, and actually pay the insurance through a, a virtual Visa card and save that customer $20. That's phenomenal because right. now we can save them upwards of $240 a year just on their insurance. Now, when they're shown that that insurance payment got them a credit line, that that actually helped them establish a micro credit line, that's where things get interesting because that's where they can get the idea. If I pay my bills, I don't get charged, I get paid, and I get a credit line. So you, you, you tell me, right? The, the technology is always made to improve people's lives. If it doesn't shrink the amount of time it takes you to do something or gives you more benefit for you doing that ex, ex same exact thing, you know, physically, then technology should right. be used. In this case, technology with the blockchain can be used to do these things. So how mainstream is blockchain at the moment? Well, it's not. I, I look at it like uh, two thousand of the internet, right? <laughs> okay. if, if you look at the internet history, um, how mainstream was the internet in 1996 when I got started in it? I was watching my brother and his geeky friends chat on, on, a, on a text-based chat online, and they were excited about it. It wasn't until the browser actually had a JPEG on it back in 1996, I believe, was when I seen the first JPEG on a browser that mm -hmm. I got excited because it became visual, right? It wasn't just for, for coders and whatnot. So if you look at the progression, by 2000, there was all these companies coming out of the woodwork to address the internet. And, and there was two sides of the internet. There was the side that said, this is phenomenal. This is going to change everything. And there was the side that said, yeah. this is a fad. It's going to go away. It's not going to be here forever. And it's what do you think? Toy. What do you think blockchain is going to be? Is it a fad or is it, is it here to stay? It's Pandora's box. It's here <laughs> to stay. You, you opened it up. Enigmatic. It, right. It is. Because look at it. Why would you ever trust a TransUnion or Wells Fargo? Why? What is their transparency procedures that says we will not screw you over consumer? We've tried that. And they've always done it, right? right. Uh, Experience just went through the biggest hack in the world. So that means a centralized database is not secure because you got human beings that obviously are constantly touching it. Now, in the blockchain environment, you have multiple computers that are saying this transaction happened and it's secure. So you have transparency where people can now say, I, I don't need Big Brother to tell me this was real. I have a network of computers that validated it when the transaction happened. And if that chain is broken, if that link in the chain is broken, it completely kills the entire block. So let's, that is, is more powerful. So let's say there's a Latino that's listening to the podcast right now. And he's saying to himself, you know what? That sounds interesting, but I still have a lot of questions. Let me try it out. Something goes wrong. You know, their money is like, you know, not necessarily what they, they, they thought there was going to be there. Is there a customer service? Who do they call to try and solve the issue? So first and foremost, we have to partner up with banks and financial institutions to make this application work. And unlike banks, we don't have a banking charter where we can use people's money 
for anything but what they loaded it for. So in the case with banks, they can go out there and they can loan your money out and do whatever they need to do. For us, we can't. We have an agreement with banks where the money, if you put in a certain amount of dollars, the dollars are there to do what we're saying that they're going to be there to do, which in your case or in consumers' cases is be accessible through a debit card so you can use it. Mm-hmm. So consumers should feel a little bit safer on that. We're not like that. But second, we have the same protections that the banks do with your accounts. They're FDIC insured. They're SWIFT accounts. The money sits in a banking institution that is well-known here in the United States, right? right? It's not like it sits in my closet just because I created an app. There's no (laughs) way that would happen, right? Right. So there's there's always a catch-22 with fintech uh, companies and banks. We need each other. It's a symbiotic relationship. We just don't like the way the big banks are doing their marketing and their contracts. You don't so like the business that. model that these banks, some of these banks have, have adopted and it's so hard to change Correct. them that this is kind of starting from scratch. It's almost like you're recreating the bank business model, but your way, the way you think right. it works properly. Correct. Because I mean, think about it. Why would you close at 5 PM when everybody's just getting out of work? It's insane. That's right. That's, that's the, the traditional <laughs> banking model. So, right? so this is a twenty-four-seven open quote-unquote bank. The, and this, and this is technology allowing this because you can get an Uber at one a.m. You can get an Uber at three p.m. Bottom line, technology has opened up the doors to a lot of conveniences that brick and mortars cannot do because it costs too much money to keep a brick and mortar open twenty-four-seven. It's the same amount of, uh, you know, dime, penny, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, to keep an app open. An app does not incur those costs. I, I'm, I'm interested. Like, you totally have sold me on it. I, I want to test it out. But here's the, here's the key thing, right? And I sp- think I speak for, for many people. Do I, do I need it? it is, a, is it a must-have or is it a nice-to-have? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you're not our customer. So for you, you would ask that question. <laughs> okay. For for the fifty five percent of Latinos who are cash based consumer, it's a it's a need to have, it's a must have, it's a want to have. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. The need the need to have is I need to start lowering my cost of living. A bank account costs me twenty nine dollars a month. Insurance costs me more money by paying cash. Bills cost me more money for paying them when I'm paying cash, on and on and on. We can actually show that over $2,000 a year is being flushed down the toilet from the average consumer. Just on fees. Cash-based consumer. Just on fees. Just on fees. So if we can give them back their $2,000 where they can pay back a microloan. Oh, wow. Okay. See, now you're talking. That's that means they can have access to $10,000, right? We can turn $2,000 savings into a $10,000 credit line. We can. So when we, when we say this is a, a need to have, it's I need to save money. I need a mechanism that will do it. That's easy. That's made for me that I can trust, right? So that's a need to have. A want to have is I want to check into hotels. I want to buy things on Amazon. I want to buy things at Hulu. I want to buy things on Spotify, but I cannot because I do not have a debit Visa card or MasterCard. Right. So now I this w- is the replacement. I want to have exactly because it's a physical card along with the digital card. You can order a physical card with us, 
with your name on it. So now you can actually be part of the formal economy, right? So that's I need to have, I oh, want to wow. have. Wow! Listen, I, that's a right? game changer. That, that whole, this this is a game changer because these invisible people that have had the cash but don't want to necessarily put it in a bank uh, because they're asking them for documents that they don't have, they can now become visible economically within yes. the country. Yes. And then yes. interact with society with the money that they've honestly earned through the wages of tips and jobs and whatever it may be. And now they can feel like they're a part of society. Correct. Now let's talk about the, 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 you know, must have. Now that database can be used to actually move financial tools to them, the credit lines. Every time we can show beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are good consumers, that they have X amount of expended, exposed, uh, um, uh, cash in hand above and beyond their re regular bills, right? So mm -hmm. if you're making $2,000 and you have $500 extra, then that could be a micro loan amount. So we believe our algorithm actually tracks it, the intentionality of the individual. That individual can now bring in, we believe we can bring in $6 trillion of new financial dollars to the world by simply just targeting the Latinos. This, this must have is to elevate the entire culture. If we can rise oh, the wow. lowest people in our culture to a upper lower class, lower middle class levels of financial, you know, capability, we can rise the entire culture. Is this, I mean, that's ambitious, but do you think that Ulala's mission statement can achieve that? Well, we believe in empowering people, right? To empower them to become their own heroes. I believe that the mission statements are going to be a part of it, but it's really when people catch on to their neighbor now getting access to credit lines immediately, right? $50, $20, because one thing we, we want to do here, this is a, a, a phase four of the company is to give every business the ability to give micro credit offers to our customers. So that way it can kickstart their micro credit lines. So imagine the local liquor store, or the local electronics store becomes a curacao for lack of a better word, right? right? Where now they have a mechanism, a tool where they can say, I'll loan people $20 if they qualify. And I want the app to help me collect my money. Now their marketing dollars go from a debt you know, to, to, to an actual uh, uh, part of the balance sheet that you can write off if someone doesn't pay you, if doesn't, doesn't pay you back, right? So marketing dollars, you can't write off all of them. So here you could write off an actual credit line. Right. And we will actually, the application will actually collect for you in whatever terms you want. You might want your money back in one month and two payments or two months and one payment. The app, because of the smart contract and blockchain technology will actually execute exactly what you want. And that will help us kickstart people's microcredit loans where we can give them $20 of cash money where they can use it. Right. It's the building blocks towards creating a credit line for people that don't have Correct. it. Um, how are you making money, Oscar, for your business? Because at the end of the day, this is a business. You got to be making money somehow. We, we do. We do. But we don't make money from the customer side 
as much as many other apps. So let me give you an idea. So you're not uh, charging Zoom fees, and, right? Well, we are, but not to the customer. So for instance, I'm paying bills. Usually people charge $1.50, $2 to pay one bill. We get paid by the utility companies to collect their money. Hmm. So why charge the customer more money above the, the fees that are being collected by the, the utility company? So what we do is we revenue split with the customer. So if like wow, so you cut the middleman, we cut the middleman completely out and wow. actually turn our customer into the middleman. He's his own middleman. <laughs> That's crazy. And so, what's the biggest threat for the blockchain technology? Well, I, I don't think it's uh, a biggest threat for the blockchain technology. I think what happens is can it be the, hacked? The I think is what I'm trying to say. Can it be hacked? Oh. Well, you know, anything is possible, but let's talk about the capabilities of hacking a blockchain compared to the capabilities of hacking a bank, right? Um, blockchain is the extension of our technology. We're still behind PCI regulations. We're still behind huge firewalls and databases. So everything the banks have, we have. You just add another layer called blockchain that what, what we do, and, and, and this is the power of blockchain. Imagine a piece of paper, cut it up in little packets, mm -hmm. little bits and pieces, mm -hmm. and send a third of the packets to this block, a third of the packets to this block, and a third of the packets to this block, and then encrypt each one of those blocks and encrypt each one of those packets. Yeah, that's hard to have. Blockchain, <laughs> right, right. So usually what happens is that a hacker will say, hey, low-hanging fruit, one database, one packet, one security code, let me go after that guy. Yeah, what so you're saying these hackers are like, I want, I don't want to get in the ring with this. I, I want none of this. They're going to go after your experience. They're going to go after your targets. They're going to go after a single node of a database because they know what's what's hacked and that it's open 24-7. When the blockchain splits up the data and encrypts the data, yeah. it just makes it more difficult. So you'll need a thousand times more effort to actually hack the blockchain compared to just hacking a regular database. That's what we're saying. Is there a place to, to find out more information in a detailed way where they can take their time, ask questions about Ulala and what, what, what it offers for them? Yes, actually, they can go to tokensale.ulala.io um, and actually get more information. We're actually going to be updating the ulala.io website as well, uulala.io, both in... English, Spanish, actually we have like 15 different languages that we're updating it to. The goal would be that th these next um, week or two, we're actually releasing videos that will explain this uh, so much more effectively, right? We have a 60-second video and a, and a five-minute video that, that really goes through the details. Yeah, and we're translating all the videos right now. So that, that will really help the Latino culture and anyone actually learn about this because we believe that we have a better mousetrap. It's not going to be just for the cash consumer. Eventually, there's going to be a lot of un underbanked individuals that have a bank account, but they still you know, are looking at all these fees and they're saying, why am I dealing with this? Let me just go to ooh la la and get rewarded instead of get, a, get disrespected. The, th the thing that I like the most out of everything you said is that what you're trying to do with Ulala is elevating the Hispanic culture to a place where they can buy their home, fulfill that American dream, be like everyone Correct. else. Um, because 
Unfortunately, that's not the case with our community. And, uh, and, 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 you know, there's very few that rise to the top. This allows them for all to rise to the top, to kind of create a middle-class Hispanic community in America. And that's what we need, right? I think too many times Latinos in general don't understand their true power. And their true yes, power yes. is that, right, is it, their dollar, it's their vote. It's their, you're voting with your dollars. And if you can quantify that you're a good person, which the majority of Latino people are, right? They they're just want to work. They just want to pay their bills. They just want to be left alone. But they don't want to be the people paying all these fees compared to everyone else, right? We don't want to hand out. We want to hand up. That's it. We don't want to hand out. <laughs> I like We that. want to hand up. Oscar Garcia, CEO of Ulala. Muchísimas gracias uh, for being on the show and explaining, you know, what some people thought were, I don't know about that. You know, I'm very suspicious about that. Thanks for clarifying a lot of it. And if you want more information on Ulala, we're going to have uh, a lot of details in the show notes. And as you said, Oscar, uh, they can go reach you at, uh, what was it again? Token? Tokensale.ulala.io. And that's U-U-L-A-L-A.io. Thank you, Oscar, for being on the Highly Relevant Podcast. Thank you. That's it for episode 80 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'd like to thank Oscar Garcia for his insight on blockchain and hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as well. If you like what you heard, you can support the show by sharing us on social media and telling all your friends about it. Remember, it's through your word of mouth that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.